You're listening to a Mommy Money podcast with my mom, Kiara Solomon. Mom, it's time! Thanks, boys. Mommy's got it. So, guys, I'm super excited about today's Mommy Money podcast interview because we have with us not a voice coach, but the voice coach, Miss Autovis Pelzer, and she is just an amazing woman. She has um, such an amazing story um, that I'm really excited to be able to share with you guys today. So welcome, 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 honey. How are you? Hey, all you mommies out there. How are you? So thank you so much again for uh, just being here with us, Autovis, and I'm sure you have tons of stuff um, to share, but I want to kind of get into your background because um, people who are new to you, who may not have ever heard of you, you have such an amazing story um, of how you overcame some real issues, right? And so uh, not only did you experience um, some trauma in terms of molestation, but also homelessness, um, and I'm sure all of the other emotions uh, and mental health issues uh, that come with it, right? And and just overcoming those feelings of insecurity and fear and uh, trauma in general. And so just talk to me uh, about how you were able to overcome that because um, unfortunately we hear a lot of stories about people who don't overcome it because they don't have the right tools or resources or whatever it is that you had uh, that helped you to be able to do that. So yes, I am a victor over molestation as well as the mom of two amazing teen girls, yeah, I'm biased, who are victors over molestation as well. And my story is just, it, it's my fairy tale. That, that's what I kind of feel like it is. It's my fairy tale. To be able to go through everything in, in the last 10 years, look at the whole process from uh, you know, finding out my girls were molested. And at the time when I found out that they had been molested, I myself had not told anyone about being molested. So imagine trying to juggle these open wounds and reopened wounds, trying to make sure that I do everything possible for your girls. Because guess what? As a parent, that's that's our ultimate goal is to do everything that we can for our babies. That's That's just who we are. And so struggling to make sure that they went to court school and therapy and this and that and uh, relocating two states away from away from everybody I knew except for three people and they were family and <laughs> moving away into a whole new state, a whole new mindset and going through that process. And then in 2015, December 31st, 2015, I became homeless and it just kind of threw me back. Because I, you know, it was New Year's Eve. I was like, yes, New Year, new me. I'm going to go and I'm going to do these things. I'm finally going to publish the book. I'm finally going to do this, this, and this. And then, boom, homeless, evicted. And it's not like I was evicted from, you know, something that was uh, amazing. (laughs) It was a home that was kind of falling apart that we were renting. And we found out that the owner had sold the home. And so evicted, went to pay rent and the account was closed. Yeah, that part. So I was like, okay, well, we have a decision to make. Am I going to move forward or am I going to do what I've always done in the past, which a lot of women, when we go through some type of trauma is we shut down. We don't want to talk to nobody about it. 
we don't want to make because we think if we talk about it that makes it real right we got to deal with it then so i I had done that already so if i ignore it then it goes away exactly right right? in my mind (laughs) we do that not just with trauma but we do that with our bills with our credit we do that with, you know, just relationships that we don't want to address, whatever the elephant is in the room. And and we live in these spaces where if it doesn't feel good, and I've been having this recurring conversation um, for the past couple of weeks with women in general, is that we I find that most women, if it doesn't feel good, then they want to avoid it. And it is a very terrible trait to have because life is not about what makes you feel good. But I, I just wanted to insert that. You're, you're just, go, keep going. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> and, and that is so true. It's not about, you know, the feel good part of it. And I said, you know, I had been doing this for so long that I had been retreating back, even though at that time I had some resources, I had some people to reach out to. I didn't reach out to them until the last minute or until it was too late. And I still got help. And luckily, we did not have to go to a shelter, but it could have been avoided. Other things could have been put in place. And it was like, okay, enough is enough. I can't go another year and say, new year, new me. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do, I can't do that anymore. I have to make some tough decisions. And so on January 1st, I said, okay, I had a flight to take. And I said, do I cancel the flight or do I go ahead and take this flight? And, and I said, you know what? No, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Any other time I would have canceled it and then I would have been all, you know, we walk around the house. Then we got snapping at the kids. I'm nodding my head in agreement. Like, yes, honey. <laughs> yes. Get out of my living room. <laughs> we do. We start spazzing out. But... I said, no, I'm going to go on this trip. And so I I get to the airport. I take the first flight. I'm at the the layover. And my second ticket, it doesn't have anything on it. So I said, all right, well, let me go let them know because I don't want them to think I, you know. Right. I don't want no problems with the TSA. (laughs) I don't want no problems. So I go, I let them know. It's nothing on the ticket. They said, okay, we'll just go in with group two. So they call group two, I get in line, and I'm in line, and they call my name. So I come back out the line, and I go over, and she has me another ticket, and it's first class. Wow. And I said, now listen, she, me, her, had never been in first class. First class is something that, you know, you hear people talk about, ooh, first class, and snacks, and as a foodie I was like snacks what let's get it right first class and it was my first time but it was also that moment where my mind had shifted completely because if I would have stayed home I would have never experienced that would have never had that upgrade and wow so you said so much stuff that I just want to go back and touch (laughs) on I mean guys and please feel free to rewind this podcast so you can pick up all of the jewels that Autovis is dropping for us today but the first thing you said was that you think of your story as your fairy tale and that is so powerful because as women we grow up watching these fairy tales and we have this idea 
that somebody is going to come and save us, right? Somebody is coming and somebody's going to look at us and somebody's going to see how amazing we are, whether that's your employer or your husband or your, you know, family, just somebody is going to come and they're going to say, you're what we need and they're going to dress you up and you're going to just be amazing. And that's how your life is going to change. But one of the most challenging things for us to do as women uh, especially when it relates to our money, is to accept the fact that we need to be our own superhero. You have to be the hero in this story. You know, uh, as Disney is evolving, I'm just loving some of the new uh, cartoons and fairy tales that they're putting out. I don't have daughters, but I'm just appreciating the fact that we're now saying it's okay for women to be the to be the hero of the story. And so Frozen was one of the first ones where we thought it was gonna be uh, the prince to kiss Elsa and make everything go away. That, that she was just gonna, she was waiting for that true love's kiss and it wasn't, it was her sister. And so uh, I just think that that's so powerful that you, that you talked about that because um, it's so true, ladies. Your life can be your fairy tale. Your, your mess, whatever the thing is that you're struggling with, it can absolutely be turned into an amazing story. You have the power to do that. And then the second thing that she said was that in spite of things being ridiculously out of order, right? In spite of things being outrageously out of order, you still decided to move forward. And I cannot say enough how important it is because a lot of times we see problems arise in our lives and we see them as reasons to stop. When in fact, the problems that are arising in your life are the, the if for nothing else, the only reason <laughs> that you need to be moving forward. Because how can a miracle happen? How can, I mean, like, can it plot twist, right? Like, if you were watching this in a movie, you would be like, damn, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, another thing happened? Oh my gosh. And you're, but, you, but you're watching this movie with the expectation that in the end it's going to work out for the main character's good. It is the same way with your life. You know, we sometimes think like, okay, I'm going to design my life like a movie. But the truth is that movies and fairy tales and Hollywood and all of that stuff, it's really based on real life. And the best stories are the ones that have the most mess in the beginning those are the best ones that's why you love them so I'm just so you know I, I like so proud if I could use that word of the, the stuff that Alto Beats has been able to overcome because not only did she just get through her her situations but she went on to be an author a best-selling author excuse me um Amazon bestseller you list yes um, a, a keynote speaker, a telesummit strategist, and she founded her own business. And I know personally that Alta Beats didn't just write one book or two books, but if I have it correct, are you on your ninth book now? Yes, yes. Published book number eight at the end of last year, about ready to publish book number nine already. 
So that's just really amazing. It, it really is. And so I, the reason, part of the reason why I wanted to bring also Visa on is because one of the things that she inspires women to do is to uncover all of the stuff that you've put on top of you that has silenced your voice. That's why she's not just a voice coach, but, coach, but she is the voice coach. And she helps you to find your voice. And as moms, that can be something that we really struggle with, right? Because who am I outside of the stuff that I've experienced in my past? And who am I outside of being a mother to these children? And who am I outside of this job that I go to every day just to be able to pay these bills? Who am I outside of being a wife? And some of us have lost who we are because we've just piled junk and junk and junk on top of us. And so I really want Alto Beast to talk about that process and how she helps women to be able to do that. And so I've found that with the women that I've connected with, a lot of them have been through abuse. When you go through abuse, you become like I, that person who is the yes person. You're always the people pleaser. You're the one that wants to make everybody happy, but you're not doing anything to make yourself happy. You're the one that will give the last bit of money in your wallet to somebody, but you don't, don't eat lunch. And then when you don't eat lunch, you don't say anything to anybody to let them know that you don't have the money to eat. And so I had to go through a lot to get from that moment of getting that first class upgrade to now, because even though in the physical I had gotten the first class upgrade, I now had to get the mental first class upgrade. So there were some things I needed to invest in. There were some things that I needed to stop doing some things I needed to start doing. And that's the process that I take each and every one of my clients because they're, yeah, they're, it, it's not easy. If you've been doing something for 10, 15, 20 years, trying to stop it overnight, that doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. It's just not, it's ingrained in you. So it's a process and it's putting yourself on that on that journey to say, okay, I'm going to make this happen. I need the accountability. I'm going to have the accountability. Let's make it happen. So for me, part of that was getting a coach and not just a coach. I said this and it was so funny because I said, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that whatever you need is what's going to show up. And so with all of that going on in the midst of that was when I found my coach and she was a no-nonsense, I'm not holding nothing back, I'm not holding your hand too much, we're not going to play patty cake, no, we're going to get it done type of coach. And that was what I needed because for so long, because I was always that nurturer, that encourager, that's what people were for me. I didn't have anybody that was in my face like that. Right. I didn't have that. So I needed that. But that, and, and then I ended up becoming that for other people. But... Oh, yeah, I was especially, oh, and add on top of all of that, the introvert that don't want <laughs> that would rather be on my couch reading a book, and you're going to put me in front of a stage of how many people in the audience and do telesummits with in front of thousands of people, and it was that process. And the thing about all of that is you got to get started. You definitely have to get started. You need to find who it is that's going to put you in the, direction that you need to be going in. That's something that I love about Kiera is that Kiera 
she don't hold nothing back. <laughs> and as a mommy, listen, we know we have to be the ones that don't hold back, that's ready to fight if we got to fight, that's ready to jump if we got to jump up. I've seen it in person with her son. <laughs> We're not going to go over the swimming pool situation, but I've seen it happen. But you have to be ready to jump at a moment's notice to, to take care and protect what's yours. Somebody has to get you in the mindset that you'll do the same for your business. And that's so true, Altavis. You said you know, when I was ready, I got what I needed. And there's a saying that says when the, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. appear. Exactly. And, and so a lot of you guys are, are not moving forward because you've not begun the process. Number one of asking mm -hmm. and, and, and really just asking God to do some stuff in you. And number two, you're not taking the, the steps out on faith right had also be said no to going on that trip and you know what i'm gonna just stay at home because everything is going to mess and i need to be home i need to be present with my children and figure this mess out see taking a flight when your life is in shambles is a faith move and so faith is really an action word and so at the time of her just dealing with all of these things she was able to move out in faith and get what she needed in the natural that was able to empower her. See, sometimes you'll, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but sometimes I'll have a thought like, oh, I need to go to this grocery store. I know this isn't my normal grocery store, but let me go to this grocery store over here. And you'll go and you'll get what you need. You'll run into somebody who will say something or you'll find that there is somebody that's talking about something or you'll see somebody that you hadn't seen in a while. Perfect example, um, George and I around Christmas time, uh, we love Michaels and we had went to Michaels and they had like a thousand amazing Christmas displays. And so I said, we'll come back next week because I don't really feel like getting this stuff today, but we'll come back next week and we'll... Um, we'll get all the Christmas decorations. Well, I don't know if Michael's decided that Christmas was over in the seven days, but when we got there, there were no Chris, there were literally no Christmas decorations left. So I was like traumatized. And there's a target near our Michael's. You guys follow me, you know that I am a target mom. So I said, well, oh, I don't really want to go to target because I'm going to spend $9 million, but let's just go to target. And then, of course, when I got in Target, I got distracted and I'm over in the children's clothes space. Now, all of that, God took me through all of that so that I could run into a friend that I lost touch with and begin to help them uh, with some of the projects that they're working on right now. And so not every assignment is about you, number one. And that's a, a, another thing that we really need to learn is that mm -hmm. some of the things that you're going to experience in life, some of the tests that you go through are not about you. They're about uh, somebody else. I, even though uh, being molested is a terrible experience, had also Beast not gone through it uh, before her children went through it, she would not have been able to have the strength or even maybe the understanding of how to be able to help them to deal with it. And so you got to learn how to appreciate the stuff that you go through because you don't know who you're going through it for. And you don't know who went through something for you. Exactly. <laughs> you don't know who went through something so that they can be able to help you, uh, encourage you, strengthen you. And I think that's one of the reasons why um, Alto Visa's business coach 
is the way that she is as well. And that's the reason that I'm the way that I am, right? Because I know what it feels like to have a mom who unfortunately is not always present, who doesn't always stick up for you. And so years ago, my dad told one of his friends that I became the kind of mom that I wish that I could have had. And it's absolutely true that I am so intentional about how I parent because of what I experienced in my childhood. So what I'm saying all of this to say, stop trying to fast forward through whatever it is that you're dealing with right now. Stop trying to uh, ask God to fix it. Please get me out of this situation today. I can't take it no more because God is trying to prepare you or process you for what he has next for you. Exactly. And you know what? It's the process that that makes the journey all the more important. And I think we forget that. We get so focused on the end result. We get so focused on the finish line that we forget that it's during the journey that we have people on the sides. While you're in this race, there's people on the sides that don't even know your name that's cheering for you. You got people that's on the sides that's handing you water that don't know your name. So that means that on this journey called life as well, you're going to have people that are going to be on the side of you handing you the things that you need for you to finish the race. But if you never get in the race, if you just stand at the starting line and never decide to go, you won't know who's there to help you. You won't know what support is out there for you. Wow, that's so true. So also, I want to make a little bit of a transition and I want to talk about how you balance, right, with all that you do, because you've overcome so much, but with all that you do, not only are you the mom of two daughters, but you also care for your siblings, right? So Mm -hmm. what does that look like and how do you balance being the mom of, is it four children that are in the household? Four kids! I know, right? And I don't have a hug me jacket. Although if I did, it would probably have a unicorn on it and be pink and blue. But, <laughs> and we just got a new fur baby. So we just got a guinea pig. Oh my gosh. All of that. <laughs> oh my but yes, gosh. I am, I am single mom of four teens. And so with traveling for speaking events, writing and doing all of these different things. There's some opportunities where they get to go with me. There's some opportunities where they don't. But I found that trying to balance it all meant that I needed help. I needed help. I could not do it on my own. And literally, I found that I have a great support system. So I have a brother-in-law who is from, uh, who's from Kenya. I have my daughter's godfather, he actually just moved closer to us and is even more of a support now. But I've had times where on the same day, I'll have one child have a competition in one area. I'll have uh, two other children have, you know, an event happening in another area. And it's like, okay, team, you go with this one, you go with this one, break. Or another great example of it was that, um, This year for homecoming, I wasn't here. I wasn't physically home. And so one said, okay, well, my, I have my sister and my sister said, well, they're going out. Her and her friends are going out to eat after homecoming. So I said, great. So my brother-in-law said he'll pick them up after they're done. My oldest daughter was like, well, my friends took too long to figure out what they wanted to do. I'm just going to come home. So her godfather went and picked her up. So it was just having that network of people. And that means that we got to communicate. That was a big one for me. 
because again, I'm an introvert. I kind of stayed to myself. <laughs> I do a lot more planning in my head than I do through words. But uh, learning to communicate was a big piece of it as well, not just with uh, those who are helping me and supporting me, but also with my teenagers. Uh, I've made it a very big point to communicate what's going on with them and what's going on as a, as a family as a whole. And even when I decided that I was going to leave my job, I sat down with them and I gave them uh, a paper and it showed them how much I was making for my job a year. And I said, if I die today, tomorrow, none of this goes to you. Right. None of it goes to you. You may get flowers, a card, but that's it. Might. Might. <laughs> might. That's a strong might. Right. I said, but if I can make the same six figures for our family, it stays in our family and it goes towards whatever y'all need. And so and they're sitting there, they had their Medea moment, and they were sitting there and they were calculating stuff out. <laughs> they were like, well, mate, mom, how much you make a year? And I told them how much they said. Well, that ain't right. I said, no, it's not. <laughs> they said, well, that's not right. That's, that don't come out right. I said, no, it's not right, but that's what I make a year. And they said, oh, well, let's do what we have to do. And that's so important because I talk to you guys all the time about um, this whole balance thing, right? And so also V says she did two things. She built herself a team and then she looked inside her household. And so, you know, we've had this conversation before moms about how if I am the CEO of this business and I am the CEO of this home, then everybody that lives here is now on this team and we are all supporting this vision. So what can I do? And do I need to go outside of this house and find my support? Also, is so blessed to have, uh, you know, people who she can call on, her brother-in-law, her daughter's godfather. Some of you guys will tell me that you don't have, I don't have any family care that I can depend on. That's fine. There are some things that I need done that I don't have family that I can ask to do. And you know what I did? I hired somebody. I bartered with somebody. I, I begged somebody to <laughs> available to be that support but I think that when you start making those positive motions those positive steps forward God is going to start to send people into your life who are going to support you and I will be honest that is when the majority of my support showed up when I said hey God I need the perfect example is the woman who comes and cleans our home uh, because I'm not the best housekeeper. I've never been the best housekeeper, but then you want to put me and two babies in here all day long. It's a, sometimes it's a little crazy over here. <laughs> so I, I hired somebody um, and she didn't work out. And I said, God, I need, I need someone to do this. And so I hired somebody else and she didn't work out. Now I could have said, well, maybe God is telling me that we don't need nobody. And I just need to figure out how to do this on my own. But I didn't believe that in my heart. I believe that God wanted to provide me with the support that I needed to be able to provide a comfortable home for my family. And so I kept asking. And even the Bible says that what, if, if, if you are an earthly father and you know how to give your children good gifts what makes you think that I as your heavenly father don't know how to give out good gifts and so I know that if I ask and I keep going back to my father and saying God hey this is what I want 
nope, let's try again. That didn't work out. No, daddy, I didn't like that dress. I want this dress. That God is ultimately going to send me somebody. The woman that I have now is great. She's amazing. She's always on time. She does a great job. You got to ask for what you need. And so even also Beast just said, you know, you, I don't like to communicate. Because we expect as women, outside of being introverts, we expect as women that people can read our minds. That your husband just know that you need somebody to do the dishes. Or that your sister was just supposed to guess that you wanted to take, you know, some time off and volunteer to watch your children. And sometimes you got to say, hey, I need some help. Sometimes I have to call my girlfriends, my sisters, my, my, you know, family members and say, hey, I need a break. Can I drop George off today? Hey, dad, what are you doing? I, I mean, I'm, I'm about to kill George and he's <laughs> on the floor. can somebody come get these babies? You got to be okay with announcing, yelling mm -hmm. until someone listens that you need help. And I don't mean yelling like, you know, acting nuts and fussing people out. But I mean, just making your needs known so that you can balance what you need. And especially for those of you who have older children, I pay George all the time to do stuff in this house. Yes, indeed. Matter of fact, my oldest daughter, she does my laundry once a month and gets paid for it. And she, she, she uh, somebody was like, well, Aaliyah always does it. <laughs> Can somebody else do it now? Because she always gets it. She said, no, 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 no. That is my, my job. job. <laughs> and so, yes, it's so important to bring your children in. You know, I said uh, we bought George can't really. I mean, he likes to use a knife and he can chop some things, but, you know, we're making dinner and we need vegetables chopped up. We bought a food processor. The food processor was 20 bucks. George can put the food inside of the food processor and chop the food. So, guys, you got to start thinking critically on how to mm -hmm. solve your problems and stop talking about or focusing on what you don't have. Because the more that you do that, the less likely what you need is going to show up. What's going to show up is more of your problem. Um, so I, I think, oh my gosh, Altavisa just giving us so much good stuff. So much good stuff. I'm going to go buy the CD. <laughs> 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 so let me ask you this. What would you say has been your biggest mistake today as a mompreneur? As a mompreneur, the, my biggest mistake I would say is not building. It's two. Okay. One was not building my email list beforehand or starting it at the beginning. Okay. Oh my goodness. And then I would have to say that the second one was not getting a better handle on my relationship with money. Wow. That's really good. Talk about that. Cause I, and, and you know, I've been talking about it in one of my communities and uh, my accountability group, because I'm like, we can't start 2018 talking about all these amazing things we're going to do. And we have a horrible relationship with money. Some of us have that horrible relationship with money because, uh, you know, we're still using the same money practices our parents used. Right. Or we have that poverty mindset. So we don't think we're ever going to get something else. So as soon as we get 
a little bit of money, we're going and we're shopping, we're going and we're spending, we're not investing, we're not saving, we're not paying off any debt. And so we're literally stuck in this never ending cycle of living paycheck to paycheck when we don't really have to. And so I said, I, I started out this year saying, no, not me no more. I need to get a better handle on my money. What's coming in? What's going out? If I'm doing a side business, that side business, what am I doing with that? Having a clear financial plan for it and also getting debt free. I'm tired of paying Sally May. Like, I feel like <laughs> I should at least be able to say Sally need to take me out of something. I done paid Sally a lot of money and the majority of it has been an interest. I'm feeling some type of wet. Right. So me and Sally got to break up. <laughs> I need to give her what I owe her and go ahead and cut ties. I can't do that anymore. We can't, <laughs> we can't do that anymore. So those were my two, is that I wish I would have had a better handle on my finances earlier on in that email list because I've found that not having, a ha not having an email list, listen, how many social media sites shut down in the last two years? How many have come and gone blab and, and vine and all, all your people? Listen, you, you still try on a struggle bus with MySpace. Like, listen, we. <laughs> so, no, that's so I think both of those are amazing and powerful um, things. And as women, we definitely have to um, learn how to how to have a relationship with money, how to communicate uh, with people about money, how to uh, how to use our money wisely, especially if you've been struggling before, because that can be traumatic. Um, mm -hmm. and so I think that that's super, super powerful um, that, you know, that's something that a, a lot of entrepreneurs don't admit, but it's one of the easiest traps to fall into as an entrepreneur, because um, if we be honest about the way that it looks in the beginning stages, money is not always consistent at the beginning. And so you might get a lump sum on, you know, Friday, but you haven't had any money for the past 30 days. And so now you're trying to figure out what do I do with this lump sum of money when bills need to be paid and all of these other things. But I also wanted to buy myself a new dress and get my nails done. Right. And so um, that's, that's a really, 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 really good place. If you have not uh, started to work on your money relationship, I definitely encourage you to start doing that as you make this journey into entrepreneurship, no matter where you are in entrepreneurship right now. So tell me about what you have going on. You mentioned in your accountability group, you guys are having this conversation about money, but what's coming up for you? What's on the horizon over the next few uh, weeks and months? So this year has already started to get jam-packed. Speaking events, traveling, uh, Texas, South Carolina, Atlanta, all these different places coming in, uh, doing interviews like crazy, connecting with some amazing um, people in person, doing my own live event. And that was scary because, wow. listen, I've, I've been behind the scenes doing live events and you kind of look and go. <laughs> Not me. Not, Not me. And so this year, I'm venturing out and doing my own live event. Um, it's the Love My Voice Tour. And I'm excited about that because I get to offer up the same opportunities and platform that have been awarded to, awarded to me 
And that feels good. That part of it feels good. Now, all the technical stuff, <laughs> not so much. But that part feels good. And then expanding my accountability group. That's been my baby for the last year and a half. Uh, we meet every Saturday. They have literally been putting their goals down, looking at them. What am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? And, okay, what do I need to change for the next week? Right. And I've seen them, you know, make some great progress, uh, publishing books, starting their own communities, their own businesses. And that's been amazing. So continuing on that journey. So if people want to connect with you and find out where you're going to be or if they want to, is the enrollment currently open for the accountability group? Yes, it is open enrollment. Um, you would just go to bit.ly forward slash get reactivated. Uh, bit.ly forward slash get reactivated in order for you to join the accountability group. Okay, awesome. And if and if they want to just find out where you're going to be, where you're going to be speaking at, and they want to get that information, how do they do that? Yes, follow, 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 follow the unicorn. So you just connect with me all over social media. I am at Find Your Voice Now, Periscope, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter is at The Voice Coach. I'm always posting up flyers of different events, or you'll see me tagged in uh, different flyers for e upcoming events, telesummits, uh, live events, workshops. I know that I'll be doing a workshop for authors coming up in South Carolina. So, I mean, there's always something going on and you'll always see it all across my social media sites. Wow. So we'll make sure to include all of those links in the show notes. So if you want to connect with AltaVis, you can just scroll down to the show notes and get that information so that you can connect with her. So I want to wrap up with this. What is the biggest piece of advice that you would offer right now to any mompreneur or aspiring mompreneur that's thinking about getting started? She wants to start her own business and she just kind of, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. So my biggest advice would be, it's, you know, start where you are. Start looking at the things that you love or the thing that rubs you the wrong way. Sometimes that thing that rubs you the wrong way is the thing that you're meant to fix, the thing that you're meant to empower somebody through, the thing that you're meant to, you know, shed some light on. And so for me, even though I started off my business as being, you know, a, a VA and doing VA services and social media and all of this, I, I changed up when I, I got connected with that thing that was rubbing me the wrong way. And that was, you know, looking at women who have gone through abuse, not being able to start their own businesses or falling by the wayside because they start and stop and start and stop and all of those things. So look at where you are right now. What is that thing that's rubbing you the wrong way or the, the thing that gives you the most passion ever? And start with that as your business. I think that's really great advice. And, and I would just add to that what also basically said was she started one place and now she's somewhere completely, well, slightly different. Allow your business to evolve and don't feel mm -hmm. like you need to start at the end today. Start where you are with what you have and then you're going to grow and change throughout the process. So that's a really, really great advice. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thank you oh for having God. me. <laughs> we talked about everything that I really want to continue to embody in this podcast. This is, we're just in the first few episodes, um, but I'm so excited about where the Mommy Money podcast 
podcast is going where we talk about balancing profitably balancing mommyhood and entrepreneurship um and also Vista is just doing an amazing job with that so thank you so much for being here sis i super super appreciate you Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you like this episode. Make sure you like the podcast. You subscribe to the podcast. And if you really, really, really like us, why don't you give us a review? I would super, super appreciate that. All right, guys, I'm going to talk to you really soon. But until next time, be sure to go out in the world and accomplish your dreams on purpose. (laughs) Bye.